Well, 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 this is exciting. Here we yep. are oh. together. This is Connor McIver. I'm with Tim Blankenship. We're at the SCV Spotlight Show for Santa Clarita Valley. That's what SCV stands for. I have, uh, have to tell you, thank you so much for tuning in and watching today. This show airs every Tuesday at 8 a.m. We talk about the local stuff, uh, maybe some politics, maybe some stuff that makes people uncomfortable and things that make people look comfortable. We're not going to softball anything. We do have guests on from time to time. So if you know any local businesses interested in talking about their wares, they can reach out to either Tim or I and uh, come on the show and we'll uh, see if they're a good fit and have them on and talk about what makes them tick and how they work better than the other businesses in their same profession. All right. Well, let's get started. Good morning, Connor. Oh, good morning, Tim. You're looking like a million and two dollars. I appreciate it. That's all the coffee. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that all the coffee. coffee. Let's let's talk about coffee real quick before we break yeah. into this. You know, it was uh, kind of a new thing, I guess. Maybe over the last month. I don't know if you've been, but there's now uh, they hand you the when you're buying coffee at Starbucks, they hand you the little device when you're going to pay, whether it's Apple Pay or credit card, and on there now is you know if you want to tip or not. That's every transaction. It never used to have that, I don't think. Mm. So it's it's so pre-tipping. Yeah, basically they they hand it to you and, and they're real nice about it. They don't say you have to. They say, hey, there's one question you need to answer before I can basically take your money. And the question is, uh, I think it's pre-formatted 10%, 15, huh. 20, and then no tip. So that's that's kind of new. And then this morning, I went to Starbucks after the gym and it didn't have it. So I'm kind of wondering, mm. did they get a lot of complaints and got rid of it? Mm -hmm. Or is it still there? Anyway, right. It's like tipping everything. Where, wherever you go now, it's like that's built into those machines they have. For sure. You know, I used to not like that. I thought it was kind of forced on you when they had put the percentages <laughs> in front of you. You know, here's the, the 5, 10, 20, 30. But now when they don't do that, I get irritated because I'm like, now I got to do the math. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I, either that, it must have grown on us. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Before it was like offensive, and now it's like, well, yeah, exactly. I, I understand. Necessary. So you had some uh, real estate update you wanted to do here. Yeah. So what what we did, you know, looking Carita. at the at the market itself, and I I think I sent you a graphic. Yeah, this is this, this is inventory numbers, and I did a, a year's worth, and I pulled up the cities of uh, everything in Santa Clarita. So. Uh, Castaic Canyon Country, New Hall, Saga, Stevenson Ranch, and Valencia. They're all included in here. And I only chose the residential. So you're going to see single family condos and townhomes in these numbers here. So as you can see, we're really at the lowest inventory we've seen for a very long time. And this is active units for sale. So uh, the real estate market out here is still very slow. And it just came through the holiday slump, which is common every year it's kind of normal. everybody yeah, yeah. They're, they're pointing oh it's this it's that it's really kind of indicative of the market when you get into the the holidays the winter slump and then as you break into the new year the only thing kind of holding us back are those interest rates yeah and you know they're floating around six seven it, it's really going to depend on of course credit profile and income and those sorts of things i think yeah, we're going to see you know more inventory coming up though here in the next month or two which is, that's also typical, right? Coming up after holidays. Yeah, it's not unusual. You remember when COVID broke a couple of years ago or whenever it was, it's a while back, right? It seems it's been with us forever. 
everything was on hold for four or five months. I mean, real estate literally stopped. I had several listings. There was no more open houses allowed. The showing stopped for two or three months because everybody was trying to figure out, you know, do we let these people into the house? Right. How do they view it? What do we do? And that kind of put the market on the heels, on its heels, where a lot of people were slotted to sell that year. But because of COVID, they didn't. Those people are still kind of waiting. And a lot of them kind of missed that super high market, hoping that it's going to repeat itself this next year. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the interest rate thing has been interesting for our clients going through divorces. To, it, it came up and I actually had uh, the Wall Street Journal reported on it after I had, uh, did a video about it. But we have clients now that where before, if they wanted to buy out their spouse, of the property, it was pretty straightforward as long as, you know, they still had the issue of qualifying for the mortgage themselves and so forth. But now, you know, they may have an interest rate of say three, 4%, you know, when they locked in during the good times of interest rates. And now when they want to do that buyout, the issue becomes, well, now I'm going to, you know, essentially double my rate to do this buyout. So what's been happening is clients are on their own or getting creative. Uh, you know, they're, they're going through divorce, but they're amicable enough to say, Hey, we want to, try and ride this out a little bit, keep the property uh, during, you know, post-divorce for a year or two years and, mm -hmm. and agree to meet and confer, you know, every six months or a year to, to see if the interest rate comes down so we can either do that buyout, um, number one, or number two, they're thinking that the interest rate is affecting the home value for what, you know, as far as what they can get for it, that that's kind of driven prices down. Sure, so they don't intend on doing a buyout, but they intend on um, selling, but hopefully at a higher price once interest rates drop. Do you have any, what do you, what are you seeing on that? Or have you, have you heard people not selling because they want to wait and maybe the prices go up, but we, we have settlement agreements we're putting together where it says, you know, parties intend to keep the home for an indefinite period of time and until which they can get either a certain price or interest rates uh, come down and home prices look a little better. What are you seeing? With your, uh, with your, the word that you used that was perfect is amicable when it comes uh -huh. to the divorce thing to have yeah. them agree on it. But what, what I'm seeing on the ground has to do with uh, the real estate prices. They have come down a little bit, maybe three to 7% over the last few months, just because of the winter, we still don't have a lot of inventory. So yep. we have properties that if everything sold in the time frame without anything being put on the market, that's called absorption rate, that calculation. So okay. right now we're about a month and a half to zero from the active units. So we're just over 300 active residential units now. Uh, besides the graph, this is everything in process, but 300 actual active properties. And at the rate that they're being purchased, after about a month and a half, we'd be at zero. A normal market looks like about six months. So we're thinking that this next year, we're going to get more inventory, which is usual. Right. The Fed is supposedly, this interest rate's going to come down a couple points, maybe into the fives. That's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a little time. Right. I think that's going to kick off a market, but I don't believe we're going to see that, that super awesome market that we saw back last year, which was every buyer's nightmare and every seller's dream. Sure. Sure. Well, that's good to know. Um, the other thing I wanted to share is, uh, you know, go, kind of going into the divorce uh, side of things is, uh, you know, every January people come up with this, you know, they think everyone files in, in for divorce 
in January and they call it divorce season. And the interesting thing is, so this is a New York times article um, that basically, you know, they're saying factor fiction when is divorce season. So while, and I can tell you this, we've been doing this 10 years now. So I can tell you that January is, is a slight uptick, but only because people have withheld filing for divorce, say Thanksgiving through the end of the year, through New Year. So it's not really a spike because more people are filing. It's just the people that held off that would have ordinarily done it through the holidays. But like this article says, I don't know if I saved both the pages, but oh yeah, here, March and August. And I would agree with that. So by the time things get ramped up, kids get back in school, we get hmm. past, you know, the holidays and, and, uh, all that, that's when we start seeing the divorce filings really pick up. And then to follow with that, so, you know, February, March will really hit April as well. Then spring break. Um, a lot of things are tied into when, um, the kids go back to school and we'll see, we'll see an up, a downward trend once they go to, um, uh, holiday break. And then again, when they come back through summer breaks, so we'll be busy between, uh, say, uh, spring break and when they get out in the summer, it'll be busy again and then slow, slower in the summer. And then that's why we're, they say here, August picks up again is because the kids are generally getting back to school. So, so it's as if, so it's as if what they're, they're waiting where there's the kids aren't really around so they can kind of initiate the divorce. And is that kind of the, the thought? Yeah, process, I think they're think? on vacation and yeah, the, you know, they're, they're don't want to ruin you know, it. holidays. Obviously they got that. And then the, the kids are out of school. So they don't have time to, to, to mess with this. And then once the kids are right. back in school and reality hits and they're maybe not on vacation or trips, that's when they kind of pull the trigger on these things. And keep in mind, mm -hmm. this is coming from the perspective of again, uh, amicable divorce cases that we oh, handle, you know, but this, this article, and you can, you know, when you Google this issue, uh, attorneys speak of the same thing. So I think it's, it's across the board. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. You know, I, I wouldn't have thought, but I guess, I guess that, that makes sense. You know, yeah. you don't want to really disrupt the kids if you can. I mean, divorce is hard on everybody. It's like a death. It's really, it's really painful. And the longer you're together, uh, you know, case in point me, it's just, it's just hard. It's just, yeah. it's just, even if it's amicable, it just sucks. The whole thing sucks. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so Anyways, we touched on on that. The um, I told you I wanted to talk about. I you know I don't know if anyone will ever watch this, but uh, I we walk our dog a lot. I, I took a picture. Oh yeah, yeah, you mentioned this, that. Okay, okay, this, yeah, this is ahead. him in in Sedona. He's ten year old lab now, but uh, he forces us to walk him two times a day at least, and we have to take him at least two miles in the morning, two miles at night, and it doesn't matter rain or shine, storming, we uh -huh. have to take him out, but. Uh, What's there's been this trend over the last couple of years in in our neighborhood and, and we're in North Park. And we every time we take him out, what we're seeing with dog walkers, I don't know if someone's if I don't know, Caesar Milan is teaching this or where they're finding it to do this, but when we would will walk on the Paseos, the the and it's almost across the board, like 90% people will stop, have their dog sit uh -huh. so you can walk by them. I don't know if they're trying to train their dog or you know because their dog is out of control. So they're trying to control them without walking them. But the issue that causes is it takes that much longer for us to pass by you when you stop. So if you're, you're walking, you know, towards each other, okay. you know, we'll usually go, you know, a little further apart because you never know how the dogs are going to react, uh, but they will stop and they will either have them sit or try and give them a treat or distract them and we have to walk. And so their dog will go crazy and then our dog will go crazy. And it just takes, you know, twice the time to walk past them, which just irritates us every time. And I'll sometimes I'll say, 
why are you stopping? You just it's right. taking twice as long to stop. The other issue, um, and I want. <laughs> and to this is when you're. Here. This is when you're approaching each other. Yes. Yeah. Or what if you're, any of your passing somebody? I yeah, guess we'll really usually go wide, people. you know, just to yeah, avoid yeah. them, you know, that sort of thing. But that's really the odd. other thing they'll do is because we know they're going to stop or they're going to do something weird, we will just go like from the paseo, we'll go into the street. Okay. Just to, oh, right. just to put 10 feet between us. Then what they will do is let their leash go long all the way to the curb all the way to the street to where we went to avoid them. So there's literally no emotional intelligence from these dog walkers. So do you think we want to walk in the street with oncoming traffic? No, but we go to do that to avoid you, obviously, but then you are going to let your long leash, your dog all the way to the curb right up to us. It, it makes no sense. So anyways, just want to get that off my chest. If you're a dog walker, you did. knock yeah, it off. Uh... That's yeah. peculiar. You know, let me, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tell you something that really grinds my gears to pull something from family guy, uh, the gym. Right. So I've been going to golds for a long time and you know how that is, but then moving over to LA fitness, just, you know, here and there, depending on the time of day, different machines and stuff, the dumbbells at LA fitness, that's uh -huh. a joke. I've never, I've, they're not, they're never in the right place. They're mm. everywhere, but where they're supposed to be. And there's, they have an entire wall of dumbbells, but they're nobody they're puts them back. Yeah. Oh, it, it's it's hilarious, and they don't have somebody apparently that goes in before people come in and resets everything. Mm. But you know, shame on the people there that don't put their weights away or whatever. Somebody, there was a cat on the hack squat this morning. He must have had ten plates on each side, and he's only pushing it maybe two or three inches. Yeah, you know, because it looks really awesome. But you know, he's not doing that full movement. But <laughs> he just left it. That's, so now you got that's so crazy. <laughs> no, it's it's insane. So there, that that irritates me. But you know, yeah. that's everybody's pain at the gym, right? At least we get to go. We're not being forced to that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. that's I, that's uh, terrible. Yeah, we had yeah. our first world LA problems, fitness. Tim. First world yeah. problems, buddy. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I we we built a garage gym three or four years oh, ago. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, no, about a year a, a year before COVID, so it wasn't a problem getting. uh uh, getting equipment and all that. And it was just because we were tired of, of the gym scene. And uh, I, don't know if Gold's, I don't know if Gold's had opened uh, yet or th at that point. I, they probably had. Um, but uh, we were LA Fitness for a long time. And you know what yeah. was bad about them is if, if you've ever tried to cancel a contract, that was the absolute worst. They billed us for another nine months while we went back and forth with their legal department because they, they have this weird criteria where you – you have to send them an email from the email you used to create your um, membership with them 12 years ago. And they won't tell you what it is. If you don't remember, they just don't respond. It was just the weirdest thing. We had to be on them over and over and over for a series of months. And they just kept on billing. And you couldn't even, like, you know, you think go to the credit card and cancel the credit card, which we even did that extent. They have some system where they can reattach to the new credit they card. That's issued. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's clever. You know, that uh, that reminds me of dating websites, if I may, uh, venturing into that those waters. And mm. if you want to, if you get on a dating website, even if it's free, even if you don't pay for the whatever it is, you don't pay for the extra, trying to get off of there when you're done, when you don't want to do that anymore, it, it's almost, it's so difficult, Tim. I had to get on a computer and go through so many pages to try to find how to pull yourself off that system. You mean it's, like to it, delete your account yeah, entirely? To, 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 to get off. Yeah, to mm. finish, to delete it. It was, 
it it is so labor intensive. I mean, it literally takes forever. You can't do it from the app. <laughs> You got to get on the, the comp- they don't yeah. want you to leave. Even if yeah. you're not paying, they, they need to have you on there. Yeah. So for the people in the dating world, watch out for that. There's a lot. It's just a mess. Good to know. There's that. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, you, you've been in business out here a long time. Uh, we both share a lot of the same background police and so on. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, I, I, you're, you're very, very good at marketing and advertising. What, What's that one nugget if you had something to throw out there? Maybe not complicated, but what would you tell somebody watching that might want to make a better presence for themselves online? You know, uh, this probably won't be helpful at all, but it's my biggest, uh, my biggest issue is consistency mm-hmm. uh, in whatever it is you, you decide to do, you know, videos or podcasts or blog posts or networking, whatever your thing is, mine, you know, and I think we try and do all of it and uh, yeah, but consistency, cause I can go hardcore for a couple of days, weeks. And then there was a period of time where I went six months without doing a single piece of marketing. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is when I do the marketing, whatever that is, the videos, podcasts, you know, the, all the content we create and the repurposing and so forth that will then drive in a ton of business. And then I have to, you know, service that business. Don't and have time. So, right. And because of that you're servicing the business, you don't have time to do yeah. the marketing and then I'll hit this, you know, hit this plateau and then we'll hit the dip. And I'm like, uh, now I have time to do more marketing. So it's, I think making the marketing a priority um, just on an equal basis with the servicing that has to get done. And that's why I do that first thing in the morning, no matter what. So yeah, consistency, I would be my recommendation. That's very valuable. I have uh I, I really live and die by my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, I, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. It's gotta be there. So I even write out very simple things on there. I tried to play with reminders for a while, but I couldn't, I just couldn't pull on the reminders. I, I couldn't, I just couldn't go there. The calendar was where I went. I had to go to the calendar. Reminders was like that extra step that, yeah. so I just put those reminders into the Google calendar and I run that. So if I'm going to do a reminder, I'll make an event so I actually see it so I can have that time slotted. I mean, it's not like I'm overwhelmingly busy, but like you said, yeah. if that content isn't consistent. Do you find you yourself, uh, I do that calendaring as well, as opposed to maybe having a notebook of, of tasks. Mm-hmm. But then I find myself just dragging it over to the next day when I don't get to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. I've done that, but you know, there's certain things that I have to do every day. Like I have to, I have to post up at least, you know, one video on a short and maybe a longer video every yeah. day. And then I, I take those from YouTube and I need to put them on Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, throw one up on Twitter and then LinkedIn as well. Yeah. So this just, you know, that's the method that's daily, daily. My, my issue is the interaction. You know, I don't interact enough with the other people. I don't go mm. on there and touch people, you know, seven times on what they, the stuff they produce. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they always try to say, oh, hire our company, do this, do that. But they're not you. And You're talking about the distribution portion of the mm-hmm. content or following? Really following up with the comments and, and oh, actually yeah. going onto other people's Facebook profiles or wherever yeah. and, and, you know, looking at the feed and making comments, hearting, you know, basically giving back to what people are offering you. That's, yeah. that's a big part of it, but it's, yeah. that's, that's where it's so time consuming because you get caught in that black hole of internet BS 
and it's like you get stuck there and you're yeah. scrolling for three hours passes you're like what what happened all the time yeah well you know i think our content strategy is similar in that we're not doing you know sales via video or right. whatever other marketing efforts we're doing we are doing it with providing information as the value right so i kind of feel that is our reaching out and that help flow because you know we've i have I think 1400 videos on YouTube now, and they're, they're all informational how to's or examples or things our clients have gone through. Hardly any of them are actual sales. It, the idea is that outbound marketing uh, thought process, right? To put out the information and people get upset with us, other, you know, other attorneys, um, other paralegals, other people that are doing what we do throughout California, they, they email me and say, why are you giving this away for free? You literally have a video on how to do every single form for divorce. And I, I it makes me happy when they get upset because I, they don't understand the value. Yes. People have emailed me and say, Hey, thanks. I've done my, I did my divorce for free following your advice and videos on YouTube. And those people would have never hired me for a variety of reasons. They didn't have the money. They had more, they had more of the time, whatever the case might be, but I guarantee they will refer me. You know, I guarantee oh, that they know someone. So they, people miss that and they're, they're always uh, about the sale. So it's so that, yeah, it's that your videos are the of, same. Well, yeah. yeah and it, it, it's that premise of helping somebody when there's no payback, there's no money involved. There's nothing. I've had people call me and, and you know, there's, there's a real fine line in real estate when somebody calls you and they've hired somebody else, they call you and they want advice. Let's say they're a friend. They didn't hire you for whatever reason. Maybe the wife doesn't know you. Maybe she would rather go with her friend or whatever it is. But then they call and they have a question. I can't tell you how many times I've been beaten up no. by my partners in the business. Why are you, why are you helping? They're, they're not going to use us. They're not going to, you're wasting your time. You could be out there doing this, this, and this. And that's a little ugly to me. Yeah. So I'll still help. And you know, it always comes back. They'll refer you to somebody. They'll tell somebody about your services. That's really the ultimate payoff. I think it was Zig Ziglar that said, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll never be hurting for business. And yeah. I, I believe that. I really I remember that. that's powerful. Yeah. So that's all good. You asked me about uh, my marketing kind of strategy. What's your number one? You hit me with that without a warning. So I'm going to hit yeah. you back. That's great. Uh, I really don't have one. <laughs> I just wing it a shotgun approach to everything. And yeah. I, I like the shiny stuff and want to grab onto it and run with it. No, it, you know, it comes down to, to, I, I think you hit it on the head, the, the giving back the educational standpoint. Um, there's nothing like picking up the phone though. I, you know, it, it's in, at least in my business, I need to talk to people. So I'm, I'm plugged in all day talking to people. I mean, I'll call somebody that I haven't talked to in, in months just to catch up, not to even really talk about real estate, but just yeah. to see how they're doing and see if, you know, what they need or what they're looking for. If in fact, it has nothing to do with real estate. Maybe they're looking for a good doctor. Maybe they're looking for a, a good body shop or whatever. I have those right. resources like yeah. you do. Yeah. So that's, that's that giving back portion. But I think if, if I were going to say something, you got to get on the phone. You know, the, the new generation, maybe they like text, maybe they like email. That's great. Mm -hmm. But if you're not talking to people, whether it's in person or on the telephone, I think you're missing a big portion of business. Yeah. You, you really need to do that. And I don't know, in your line of work, you have so many coming around, but the people, and you know, the people that are, you know, home run hitters, people that, I mean, 
they're basically your cheerleaders, Tim. They're the ones yeah. that will, I mean, they actually go try to push for business. If they're in a supermarket and five miles away, somebody says, Hey, I want to get a divorce. You know, they're running five miles over there. Oh my God, you got to call Tim. Yeah. He's the one to call to get that kind of business, that kind of referral based business. That's massive, but it, you need to make those calls. You need to do that touching online. Right. You need to, be on their Facebook profiles. Oh, mm -hmm. you look great. Wow. You know, your kids look great. Congratulations on the win or the award or whatever. Yeah. I think that's probably my biggest, my biggest thing. You really got to talk to people. And you do that too, through what, you know, you've turned me on a few times to those bomb bomb videos. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a great way to have, you know, not pick up the phone necessarily to, you know, try and call someone out of the blue. They may not be expecting your call, but to send a, a video that is personalized one-on-one, -on -one, you know, it, it's like a phone call that they can watch or listen to, you know, whenever they have the time. So we've, we've really utilized that for onboarding clients, uh, direct communication. You know, and this is, and this is so with the bomb bomb video, this is one of the things. So I'll, yeah. I'll send a bomb bomb video out to everybody. And I have this whiteboard here and I'll write their name high and I'll hold this up with the start of the video. And then I'll break away and say, Hey Tim, I just wanted to reach out to you. It was yeah. great seeing you at the mall today. Your family looks great, but uh, it was great connecting. So if I meet with somebody, that's that presentation. Mm -hmm. And if it's another agent, I don't care. Oh, competition, this competition, that you just don't know. So yeah. I send it to everybody, other agents, people that I'm in competition with people that, you know, I've run into on the street. I meet old clients, but yeah, that video is huge. Yeah. And I ask other agents when I train, you know, why aren't you sending out videos? Oh, well, you know, I'm not ready or I'm not, I don't look good or, and their problem. See you and me are, we're actually, we have the opposite problem. We ship, we ship right away. We get something done. We mm -hmm. don't, we don't polish it. We just get it out there. We just go. Yeah, yeah. We don't have, we don't have time, but other people they'll do one little video. Hey Tim, it's Connor. I just wanted to check in and then they'll watch it. Oh, maybe I, you know, maybe I need to do my hair different <laughs> or whatever, you know, maybe I need to change something. You know, that's, that's the, that's the unknown secret about doing video content. I don't watch my videos ever. Abs oh ever. boy. So that's true. That's a secret they never tell you. Do not watch it. No. Of course you're going to pick it apart. Right. And I'll go in and do whatever editing, but I'm not watching the middle portion. I may be trimming mm -hmm. the beginning and the end, but I'm not going to go watch, you know, me stumbling or mispronounce words or forget no what I was going to say or go up <laughs> on some weird tangent. You know, I just, just let it, let it fly. Oh, absolutely. No, that's, yeah. that's valuable. Yeah. You're exactly right. I can't watch it. It bothers no. me. Yeah. <laughs> the shorts, I might be able to get through a 15 second short, right? but it's, it's still hard. I'm yeah. thinking really, I'm great. And I, it, I do a lot of the shorts from the gym. Yeah. And so I have headphones on at the gym that I can't hear out of. But then when I watch the short, I listen to how loud I am and how I grunt. Oh my God. I'm surprised people aren't telling me, shut up, get out of here. It's too much noise. Well, I told you the best part about your gym videos is the people in the background who are <laughs> who, un, unwilling uh, B-roll victims. Right, right. Yeah. What is that? The collateral damage? Yeah. Combat, uh, yeah. yeah. Combat friendlies. Yeah. They're, they're back there, but they're not working out. Yeah. No, that's what I noticed. I'm like, they're, I think they're just spending time, uh, spinning their wheels. They, I do not see a workout in the background. Mm -hmm. I'm dripping in there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm on it, but you know, yeah. I have, you know, just like you, you know, we have those commitments and both of us have been very big in our backgrounds, very fat. Yeah. yeah. So we've, we've come through that channel. Yeah. And, uh, I guess, 
I guess when you, when you have that as your background, I still see myself as 365 pounds. I still see myself that fat. It's slowly adjusting. It's getting better, but I'm still, I have to be very careful. And when I go to the gym, I put everything into it, but maybe they haven't been there. I don't know the block. I don't know why, no. why they can't get past it. But no, yeah, that's, it's valuable connecting. It's valuable staying in touch with people. It's, it's really, really big. And if you don't do it, you're going to leave a lot of business on the table, but those no. videos are a great way. You know, if you're chicken, you don't want to pick up the phone, man, send them a video. Yeah. You get a lot of response. I've had so many people say, well, I've never gotten an email video. You're the first. Well, love to be the first. And, much, and you, and you're in an industry with that uh, really grabbed onto the, uh, those videos, you know, the bomb bomb <laughs> videos and doing that video marketing. And I don't know anyone else in my industry that, that utilizes them. Uh, but I found it as a great resource for not only marketing, but we, so now what I've done is I kind of wrote a program of how I in, institute the uh, bomb bomb video. So we'll, we do it as, so say I have a consultation with a client okay. um, because everything we do is remote, right? And we do, we handle divorce cases throughout California. So I've not seen any of my clients haven't even pre pandemic. So um, the only way to put a personal flair on it is after we have the, you know, they've seen me on video, they've watched YouTube videos. That's how 90%, you know, and referral. That's how we get our clients, right? Referral right. And, and they right. have to on, on YouTube. Um, so they know who I am. They have a sense that they, you know, so when I talk to them, they do have that connection. You know, they've seen me before they heard my voice. Um, but after we have the consultation, I will record, I'll, just, I'll, I'll stop everything, record a video and I will just do a recap of what the conversation was, the cost, you know, the specifics of that call, what we talked mm -hmm. about, because usually the consultation I'm having is with just one of the spouses. So, and that's in 99% of the cases, one spouse is reaching out to uh, start the process. So by doing so, I I'll tell them in the video, make sure you share this with your spouse. So now they can see what the conversation was in our role and that we're handling this as an amicable, you know, neutral third party and so forth. So it, they don't feel like they need to go get an attorney because we're, you know, we're trying to keep them you know, more on the mediation front and mm -hmm. um, amicable divorce front. So, and that's, I think that's really helped in people feeling comfortable moving forward with us, but, you know, so we can control both parties uh, through the process. And then in addition to that, once they do become clients, we, I've used them as um, kind of an onboarding. So I have kind of pre-recorded. they're, they're non-specific, but you know, here's what you can expect. Here's our process. Here's, um, uh, you know, what's happening. Here's the state, the various stages you're going to go through. So with every, every step, there'll be another video I'll add to this portal that we have uh, communication with both clients. So they know exactly what's going, where we're at. Plus if they have a, you know, question um, about something in, throughout the process in the middle, something specific to them, I'll just record a new video instead of typing out four paragraphs or calling, oh, one, of, you know, or yeah. calling one of them, I'll record the video answer the question it may take two minutes or so and then upload and then both of them can see it and know what's going on. So it's been very resourceful. We'll also use it again for at the close, you know, once everything's done, I'll, I'll do a video out to both parties saying, Hey, you guys are done. Here's your final divorce date. You know, make sure you get copies of your forms, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then uh, again, maybe a few weeks later, I'll, I'll do a video to them asking to do a review, you know, on Google or something like that. So, um, but great responses. I like the fact that, um, you know, we should have had Bomb Bomb sponsor this uh, podcast, but uh, <laughs> right. I just, I really, I really like it. it's very easy to use. You get the yeah. feedback when they watch it, how much they watched. You, you know, you know who watched it. So yeah, I enjoy that from a marketing perspective.
Yeah, no, totally. And the same thing with the real estate, you know, you send them, somebody wants to refer to you a client, you do send that person, thank you for the referral Then you can send as part of that video, hey, forward this to them. This is what they can expect at the beginning. Yeah, we yeah. both wrapped, uh, we both basically took the bomb bomb video that just regular email introduction, we've really applied it to the businesses and marketing that we do with regard to our clients yeah. and our business. I like how you did that whiteboard. I, I think I saw them uh, say that that was a good way of getting their attention because they don't, they're not just, what is this video, but literally has their name on it. So it's personalized right. and it's in that little, what, three second. Uh, uh, yeah. It's in the snippet at the beginning. You. Yeah. So yeah. it plays the animated GIF or I, I don't know if it's a GIF file or how it pulls that, but right. yeah, right at the beginning, that's what they see. And it's like, well, that's for me. Yeah, exactly. It's not some, you know, you that's, that's Tim. That's I'm Tim. Yeah. I'm Tim. I want to watch that. Yeah. And yeah, it's very powerful. So that's one of the owners there, Ethan, uh, they're at bomb bomb. He's the one that I've connected with over the years. They put me in their book, uh, revitalize maybe I can't remember. Anyway, I was in their book. I was mentioning there because I did so many videos. I had yeah. two or 3000. And now one of the things that I put in on Reddit, oh my God, it, it went viral. So I have oh, really? so many views on that thing. Hmm. But, you know, instead of a YouTube video, which YouTube's great, but it was just easier for me to build a bomb bomb video and put that link in Reddit so people could kind of see whatever I was trying to explain. But, you know, sometimes it just hits so hard. And then you think, God, if that would have just been YouTube, it would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, too late. Yeah. Already did it. Yeah. But no, totally. I love it. Love it. Very good. Hey, so I want to just move on a bit I, and talk about some local Santa Clarita stuff if that works for you. Did you uh, see here? Let me see if I can find that image. Um, where did it go here? Oh, here we go. So the Central Park Stairs. I had mentioned this a yeah. little bit earlier when we we're talking did about this. that. Yeah. yeah. I, are you a stair, where that is. Are you a stairs person? I, you know, they have that uh, place out in, what is it, Pico Canyon, the stairs by that little park there off of uh, Stevenson Ranch area. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've been there. I've walked those. Not so much. You, you remember LA? Remember the police academy running yeah. up uh, yeah. double, triple Baxters or whatever it was? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That yeah. was brutal. I'm wondering yeah. if these stairs are going to be as long, but I'm trying to figure out where they put them. Because... I've walked there. So if you go to all the way in the back of the park, kind of to the right, as you drive uh -huh. in, head all the way to the back, past the basketball courts and you park back there. Then there's, you see some fencing that looks like it's in process. Yeah. And you see some like marshes. If it's been raining, it's really muddy, but then you start, start the ascent, descent, ascent. Yeah. You, so you're climbing the hill to the water tank, but I don't know if it kind of looks like where they're going to put it, but it didn't seem that steep. It looks steep in the photo and, uh, you know, I, I don't know how 172 stairs, uh, compares to the other stairs. Oh yeah. That's here. a good point. Let's see. You know. Is it 10 stairs per flight? So like 17 flights of stairs. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, why not? Right. I mean, it looks decently, I, decently yeah. steep. Like I was saying that those Pico stairs, we used to go out there once in a while, but it got, it got so crowded people going yeah. up and down the stairs and then people doing weird things. You know, they start carrying dumbbells and kettlebells, kettlebells and, and yeah. And then people that wanted to start gyms started taking 20 people up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Work out with me in the park. Oh, that's yeah. another one too. You got to be careful on these stairs after they get them built Tim, because people oh, are yeah. going to stop their dog mm -hmm. on those damn stairs. They're going to stop it. They're going to stop yeah. their dog and they're not going to want to move. Yeah. And you can't go anywhere because you got railings on both sides. 
this will be good. You know, this is, it's just one more reason, you know, we enjoy living in Santa Clarita, all yeah, the outdoor space cool and things stuff, they do. Yeah. And, you know, pushing back, you know, with the master plan communities, pushing back uh, gas stations and businesses off the road and you have the greenery and, you know, all that. It doesn't look like LA or the Valley, mm-hmm. you know, with businesses pushed right up onto the sidewalk. I mean, just not a good look. No, yeah, it's nice out here. I, yeah. I really do like Santa Clarita, and it's, you know, I've I I don't have any issue. Everybody seems you know pretty friendly, except they can't put their dumbbells away where they're supposed to go at the yeah. gym, and people stop their dogs on the pass, try to you know, yeah. run you off into the street. But anyway, other than that, yeah. <laughs> no, I do I do like it out here. And you're right, the paseos I've been using a lot of those for the walking, and uh, you know, they're wonderful. They're, yeah, they're they're really fantastic. They did a good the job. The other thing I um I wanted to share here and. I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm last to to know certain things, but um, the the uh, Veterans Park uh, oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in Newhall. So I'm a you know I'm I'm a veteran in the Marine Corps, and my son's also in the Marine Corps, currently active. And you know you've seen the uh, the the banners on Valencia and and Bouquet. Uh, yes, yes. The, the hometown heroes banners. Yeah. They're out there. Well, my wife looked up, you know, what is that about? You know, and, and so through, and I did a little video here I can pull up while we're talking about this. Okay. Um, just showing in the background, but you can um, buy a brick. So they have this nice little historical plaza out in New Hall. You can buy a brick for veterans. Um, I think they're just under 200 bucks and you can put, you know, your name, rank, dates of service, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and they do it. I want to say they place the bricks once or twice a month, but the information mm. is in here. It's on the Santa Clarita veterans.com um, website. Um, but so here's the brick order. I um, the commemorative brick. And the nice thing is you have to, I think the rules were you have to be a veteran. Obviously you have to live in Santa Clarita. So it's not just oh. anybody. So it's very, it's a very local type thing. And then they have the banners um, here and we're going to get one done for our son. Um, because he, oh, that'll be nice. And they they put them up. I think they put them up on Memorial Day and Labor Day twice a year. But they they take the orders, um, you know, year round. And then yeah. you know we go to to, to New Hall for for uh, dinner and and lunch here and there to the sure sure um, you know, downtown Marcus New Hall. Street, and I, yeah. I never did walk past this, so I, you know, I'm like, where is that? To do a Google map on it to find out where it's at. But it's just right there off of New Hall Avenue. So it seems it, it's if if they revitalize that whole area, it's gonna it's gonna be in the right spot. Yeah. It seems awkward. It seems awkward where it is just because it just seems a little awkward location. But if once it gets revitalized, I think it'll be fantastic. But it looks good. I, I walked by there not too long ago. Yeah, the interesting thing is that, is that they revitalized that one street, but a lot of the same shop owners are there that doesn't blend with necessarily right. a, a, a new revitalized area. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. yeah it, it's, you know, I can't think of a better word than just it's, it doesn't match. Right. You know, nothing, some of the, and, and you know, building codes or the outside design, all that just yeah. doesn't match the, the feeling or the genre yeah. that they're trying to display there. Yeah, they, yeah, but, uh, my son, when his son graduated from the boot camp two months ago or two months ago, two years ago, um, we went down to, um, Oceanside. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, that, that wasn't always the, you know, when I was in 30 years ago, um, Oceanside wasn't the place to be, you know, it was kind of run mm-hmm. down, but uh, we were right. down there and they revamped, revamped, um, a big portion of that area. 
And it's, I don't want to say they're high end restaurants, but they're, they're very nice um, pubs and they had mm. great food. And the, the whole area down there um, is nice. Now, you know, of course on the outskirts, you know, once you get beyond these streets that they um, revitalized, it, it, it goes back to the, you know, OG yeah. Oceanside, yeah. I remember, but uh, right. yeah, I mean, we were impressed with the food, the, the, the service, the, uh, the cocktail, you know, everything was, was nice. Right. That's so, awesome. Yeah, maybe, yeah, that'll that's... Come, maybe that'll come around. Yeah, they did that same thing with North Hollywood, like Lancashire and Magnolia over there. They they did that years ago when I was on probation as a cop back in 90, 91, 92. They had yeah. started that whole area. Now it's it's a lot different than it was back then over time. They do fix it. Yeah. Now, that's a good point out, that Veterans Historical Plaza there in yeah. Newhall. And it's just down from Jack in the Boxes up on the corner. You got that, that Dario's, I think, that Mexican restaurant there with that... Uh, shop and rob and you got the mobile station and down from there kind of on the left as you leave dmv uh -huh. if you bang a right out of that parking lot it's down on your left oh uh, gotcha. yeah, yeah so it's so it's between there and the the new roundabout they built at the end of the i don't even know what street that is but you know the roundabout by the park on the right yeah. you got the yeah. train and all that stuff yeah it's good all right well that's all i had to uh share to you uh, as far as uh, slides go you know, there was one, they, 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 uh, for the renters out there, mm -hmm. do you remember the, they put a moratorium together to, uh, stop or protect tenants from evictions? Um, yeah. that was something that came out. So this was the county's COVID-19 tenant protections resolution. And it was formerly known as the LA County eviction moratorium. You know what? I'll let me drop this into the I'll drop this in here so people can follow along if I can get it. Uh, Are you able to share, share things I'm in there? Drop, I'm going to drop it into the chat. Oh, nice. See what that does. Can you, uh, if we click on that, what happens? Uh, where do you, you see that or no? You put it in the chat. Okay. Yeah. See the link. Can you share that page? So it's just opening up in a separate link, but what I can probably yeah, do is let me in. do a little, let me do a little screen share. Oh yeah, that'd be good. I can do a screen share and show you. And, and I told you that um, I also I saw that um, I don't know if you if that's the same article about that moratorium. They just extended it another three months into March. Yeah, now, March. So yeah, this is the Raleigh new County. one. This is the revitalized, and then starting April first. So this goes to March thirty first, twenty twenty three, and um, so that's that's the new extension date. But then starting April first. 2023 if you scroll down just a little bit landlords are required to serve tenants a written 30-day notice prior to filing an eviction based on non-payment of rent or rent occurred through march 31st 2023 so it's still but yeah they they extended it a little bit there's there's a lot going on owning properties in california seems to be so difficult now so many rules the i read through this a bit and the biggest concern was for what they call the mom and pop uh, landlords, you know, they have yeah. one or two units or maybe they right. rented out their home to buy another home and they just have those one set of tenants and that, you know, now they're paying double mortgages for what's it been now, two years. Yeah. To cover that mortgage. Just, and a lot of those are veterans scary. with the veterans, with the VA loan, they can use, you have a house as a veteran and you want to go buy another house. Yeah. You can use that house as a stepping stone and get somebody that's willing to rent it 
they you write up all the documents and paper, at least this is, this is how it used to be. So now you have this house rent and you go buy something else. Well, those houses also fell under that. And there's a lot of those. That's the mom and pop thing where you got a veteran that's able to use a VA loan in order to secure additional real estate, maybe at least one, but he rents right. it out or she rents it out. Yeah. And now this came apart. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it hurt. Well, you look at it both ways, right? It hurt. The people are suffering that, that live there. They can't make the payment. Yeah. But now the people that own the house, they're suffering because they can't get rid of them. Yeah, this, this is a, this is a dangerous place to go down. <laughs> I was renting a home and, and had to double, you know, cover a double mortgage for this period of time. You know, we're, we're, I think, you know, are there people still impacted by this? Sure. But it, to, to the point that you're now damaging the other side of the mm-hmm. table, as far as the, the landlords, you know, we're not talking about the people that have, or these corporations that have thousands of units. talking about the, um, yeah, you know, we got one pop, rental, two or yeah, three we rental, got one or, rental. We're not doing, you know, we're, we're just, yeah, yeah it, that's tough. It's a tough position to be in on both yeah. sides of it, but, um, yeah, to take a stand, you know, they, the powers that be extended it. We'll see, uh, we'll see where this goes after March 31st, see if enough people yeah. still need it, but that could drive if people are still, there not paying it and it gets lifted and people give those notices this could be something where you have more properties hit the market for sale than may have been att- intended, or maybe more rentals are open up. I know that just like vehicles, right, with the inflation and everything, mm-hmm. vehicles weren't available. They, you go to the Toyota dealership or wherever, try to buy something, they had maybe two, two cars in total besides yeah. their used fleet. Now they're building, building, building cars, building cars, building cars. All of a sudden here in the near future, I don't think there's going to be any mistake. The vehicles are going to come down. There's going to be just a surplus. There's going to be these great deals on Mm. cars. You know, maybe this is going to happen the same way with the real estate field, as far as people getting out there needing to sell these units that have been, you know, they're so behind on just to recoup some kind of damage or loss. Yeah. You know, talking about car prices that, uh, what was it? Tesla dropped their prices on their three top units. 20%. Oh, did they really? Whoa. 20%. Across the board. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You know, we don't follow Tesla. It seems like everyone in our neighborhood, uh, my wife and I always joke. Um, we always say, oh, everyone's rich because they either have a Tesla or yeah. they have, uh, you know, the Jeep Wrangler. That seems yeah, to be yeah, a yeah. growing trend in, in North Park. Uh, everyone but us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, Tesla announced, I think it was probably three or four weeks ago now, they dropped prices wow. on whatever those three models are, the popular models. Right. By 20%. So it was, you know, 15, 20%, $20,000 drop in some cases. But I guess the point was he wanted to bring the price point below, um, down into where they can get the tax credits again. Right. Um, to stir sales, um, to stir oh. more sales. But how do you feel if the you know day before that you paid 80,000 and now it's 60,000? Boy, yeah. you would hope you got that three-day cooling off period if it even exists. So you take that car. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want that car. Is that Sorry. still a thing? My mistake. Is that still a thing? I, I don't think so. <laughs> but we should bring it back. Seriously. I don't know. I was in a dealership. It's been a while since I bought it. You know, they, they say, well, real estate salespeople, car sales, maybe they're all the same. I don't know about that. I, I, I do like to be sold. I like to have a professional salesperson <clears throat> sell me something. They know all about the product. They know about the car. They have all these facts and figures. To me, that I love that. I love somebody passionate about their craft and somebody that's done the research and done the preparation. 
the thing that I don't like is when I go into a place and they don't know anything about it. You know, you ask them questions, they really don't know. And it's not even that they're new. They just don't have the passion. I love feeling the passion, Tim. I love to be sold. I love to buy stuff. So sell me something, but do it professionally. Yeah. You know, the, the whole, when we see people with these cars, I don't know if this is still going on, but probably two or three years ago, we went to look at uh, Jeeps, the Wranglers. Go figure. Okay. Um, but only because we have a motorhome. So that's. I'll pull they're, it behind they're, it, right? They're a good tow vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went and looked and first of all, we got sticker shock. You know, we haven't, we have 10, we drive 10 year old cars. We're not in, we're not car people, not car enthusiasts. You know, we maintain, we buy them new, keep them maintained, you know, yeah. all the oil and all that stuff. But uh, one of the uh, line items on the sticker was, uh, what was it called? Market, huh. market something. Um, I just had it in top of my head before I started talking about it, but it was like market price adjustment. And basically it was a line item and it was just a, a line item for $7,500. And when we asked what that was and they said, Oh, oh my God, due to, due to demand, we just tacked on another $7,500 to the oh. MSRP. Oh, so what we were done after we heard nice. that, I mean, so, so <laughs> where the, what happened to the negotiating process when buying a car, you know, I guess that that was out the window during all this time. Right. Yeah. Remember uh, Fargo where, where they had that, uh, that scene in there when he was trying to sell a car and the guy came in, he was so upset because he didn't want that true coat, which was some kind of a, mm-hmm. a glaze covering yeah. to protect from, well, he just went off, but finally, you know, they still sold him the car and he still bought, they had to buy it with the yeah. true coat on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's got all, something. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Not just because, well, the supply's limited. So we're going to charge you an extra 7,500 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's called market. It. it was called market adjustment. That's what I think. Wow, that's yeah. clever. Well, yeah, uh, you know what they people? It's unfortunate. People in some situations they take what they can get. Yeah, I mean they just they keep raising that price until they uh, nobody wants to buy and then they back it off a little bit. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah, capitalism. Well, there we are. Well, brother, I got to tell you, this yeah. has been absolutely fantastic. Um, we're going to be back next Tuesday. At eight o'clock sharp, folks, for our next show. And yeah, every uh, uh, every Tuesday is what we're shooting for. Oh, it's fantastic! Hobbies, health, travel, education, lifestyle, trending news, entertainment. Uh, well, there's a lot of that in Santa Clarita Valley. Yeah. I'll tell you, we uh, Tim and I have been out here for a long time, and a lot of great people out here. Well, it's everywhere, right? People are great everywhere, but. Uh, we appreciate you listening more than you know. Please share the show uh, however you want to do it. If you have any topics you want to have talked about, please shoot that over to us, either Tim or myself. You'll find us online, Divorce 661 for Tim and Fat to Fit Realtor or Connor with Honor for me. You'll be able to pull both of us up. Easy. Yep. Good talk to Connor. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Love you, brother. Be safe. My best to the family. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.